I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm here this week with William Ramsey of William Ramsey Investigates and he's got a new book out. I think we spoke once before but it's been great to catch up with William and we're talking about his new book Global Death Cult and The Order of Nine Angles and The Atom Waffle. And this is completely new to me but some of the themes of this will be very, very familiar with you especially in terms of things like eugenics and obviously a lot of Nazi symbology here as well. Um, and the infiltration of, of cult-like principles and belief systems in other areas of, of life, which we've, we see. And what's going on in the world right now appears to me to be a death cult. These are different types of, of things we're talking about in here, but I feel overall there's a cult-like psych psychosis taking over the planet at the moment. And we'll talk about that later. But William, thank you for taking the time and reaching out to us. Great to chat to you again, mate. How yeah, did you... Talk with you as well, I appreciate your time, mate. Um, so how did you come about starting writing, writing the book and where did this start for you? Well, it really started when somebody reached out to me about this group called the Order of Nine Angles that I wasn't familiar with. Somebody had left stuff on my YouTube channel, but I really didn't look into them. But my first interview with Igor Sarsky was August of 2020. And so then I really started researching and keeping my eye out. And all of these kind of events happened that were associated with the Order of Nine Angles. There were people here in the United States involved with the Charlottesville marches, which was a far-right march that was in pad an effect from the 09A. There was a killing by a guy by the name of William Von Nudegem in Canada who walked up behind some old man and stabbed him to death. And he was either in the ONA or influenced by the ONA. And then there was another one, Ethan Meltzer, who was in the MCC, the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City, where they put Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. He's in there now for contacting the ONA and trying to set his own military squad up for a terrorist assault so he and he had and what really set me off on his case is that he had one of the ona books it was called the sinister tradition and it was a compilation of some of these manuscripts that come out of the ona so we had something here in the states and canada with this ona influence and i was like well where does this group come from what is it about how have they this ideology made its way all the way over to the united states and it started back in the UK in the far right kind of elements of UK politics, National Front and the National Socialist Movement and things like that. And it was centered around a gentleman by the name of David Myatt. It was either him or people working with him have put out a series of occult manuscripts. So as David Myatt, this is his own biography, as he was moving through the National Socialist Networks, of the UK, he was also involved in occultism. So he was writing these series of manuscripts pre-internet where people could only get them through a PO box. And so they were slowly compiling and he was making these ideas or assembling these ideas of occultism that were differentiated from old kind of Crowley, Temple of Set, Church of Satan type Satanism. He was distinguishing himself, at least in these writings, as somebody who was much more hardcore and what he said distinguished him from the other forms of Satanism was their attitude toward what he called was culling, what I would call human sacrifice. So that's really the ONA's real genesis started there, and it slowly compiled these manuscripts. And then the Internet came in the 90s, and then communication grew, and these manuscripts became distributed. They were in book form, but now they're really 
have made their way to the U.S. So you see these ONA symbols and manuscripts in, involved in a lot of far right. And in our country, Atomwaffen Division was this kind of new group that started in 2015, fairly new. But there's also all these deaths associated with them. And some, I think that, and definitely my book shows conclusively that some of these ideas of the occult have made their way into the far right politics. And you can get into kind of the deeper elements of what Nazism was, how occultism was filtered through the National Socialist thing. So you see this kind of intertwined occultism and, and far right politics from the UK to the United States. And these cases that I talked about, Meltzer, Von Nudegem, these are ones that have really happened within the last two years. And these guys haven't even gone to trial yet. So they're still in jail. And there's other cases associated with Adam Waffen, a murder of a young man by the name of Blaze Bernstein that happened in California. And this guy, uh, who was a member of Adam Waffen, killed them. There was another one. A guy just got sentenced. His name was Denton, who was an Adam Waffen member, who did crazy stuff. He was swatting people through the dark web. But they actually swatted the head of the Department of Homeland Security in the U.S. So they didn't go small. They went after very notable people. I think her name was Christian Kirsten Nugent. She was Trump's head of the Department of Homeland Security. So he just went through, I think it was in Virginia. He just got sentenced, I think, May 5th. So fairly recently, within the last month. So these ideas that came out of the U.K. are now being spread around and have really surfaced in other parts of the world. So there are crimes associated with ONA in Russia right now. There was a kid burning churches who had some ONA literature. So it's really, and there's a, there were some people associated with Myatt who you probably know, David Copeland, who was a member, who was the London nail bomber, was a member of the National Socialist Movement that Myatt was the head of at one time or involved in. And I think that the one researcher said that Copeland was uh, somehow involved in the organizational structure, not just the three bombings that happened in London, which is now in a documentary on Netflix, just came out within the last month about the London nail bomber. So you see this far right thing. So really the gist of my book is, is showing, tracing the foundation of that ideology from the 70s and 80s all the way to America in 2021. So how is it kind of manifesting right now in the world, in the main the, the madness that's going on right now? Do you see that it as part of what's going on, or is it something that's bubbling underneath? Both. So I think that they're really ideas or infiltration. So they have this concept, and I break my, my book into chapters, and one is chapter is really the concepts of the ONA, not just calling and killing people, but also infiltration and above the law so their central some of their central doctrines that are interspersed through their ma manuscripts are they are above the law but they also are infiltration so they go into groups with their occult pedigree but then try to influence those occult groups and gain experience so you've seen in here in adam waffen even the two-head guy well the one guy's first name was russell his last name was russell he was the founder of adam waffen and he came he flew to the uk actually to talk to right-wing people to found Adam Waffen. So he, his foundation of his group is from the UK as well, which is even more strange. But he, once he started his group, then he became a member of the National Guard here in the United States. And his kind of sidekick, who uh, his name was Anders, I think, he became a radical Muslim. So these are things that David Myatt did. David Myatt became... A, a, a in a monastery for 18 months and also a very hard he became the hardest far rightist Muslim out there 
so he, as an occultist, he was into these groups that were very violent and uh, aggressive towards the, the current order of uh, system. So you see that similarity between Myatt's life, who he's still alive. I think he's in his 70s. In the, he's in the UK in Shropshire somewhere. His life and then these other up-and-coming kids who are young, not, I don't think they're very well educated, but they've gotten online and they've been influenced, I would say seduced, by the, the Nazi, National Socialist, far right, plus the occult ideas and uh, very dangerous kind of thing. And these two guys, Russell and, and his sidekick, he uh, ended up killing two other uh, people in 2019. Uh, their name were Onishuk and Himmelman. So they have a tendency of killing themselves. There was another case out of Adam Waff that was associated with Adam Waff in here. His name was Giampa, G-I-A-M-P-A. And he ended up killing both of his girlfriend's parents and then i talked about blaze bernstein the killer was woodward here in orange in southern california and he's still in jail and they haven't even tried him yet so that's kind of what led me to compile all of these cases into my book but also the foundational things and these guys are seen these members of this adam waffen group are seen with these books and manuscripts from the occultism of David Myatt and the Order of Nine Angles. So that's, it's pretty incredible. It's amazing to just see um, how this thing, these kind of, they, they infiltrate. And there's a lot of infiltration from, even if you look at the Jesuits and you look at the Sabbateans, and it all seems to be, they go in with an ideology, they bring it in and they slowly turn a group that's already formed into something else, almost like, for want of a better word, a virus itself. Is yes, that something right. that they, they, that is from the core, that's what they know they're going to do from the day one, that's, we infiltrate pre-existing yes. groups? Correct. I would say that's within their ideology. No questions. Very astute statement. They are going into these groups, almost like the Illuminati. So they have this idea, like the Illuminati in, uh, infiltrated Masonic lodges in France. So something like that. So they're infiltrating with their occult ideology. But they have an evolutionary ideology. It's very much similar to Nazism, where they are going to be an elite. The rest of the people are mundanes. They're arrogant, and they need to be cold so that we can bring in our imperium or our political view. So all of these things, they want accelerationism, which is a term used in the right or the far right all over the world, is that they want destabilization to bring in their stability, their version of stability, which is pretty much of a nightmare. Their utopia is kind of a post-apocalyptic world, and it's in their books. So you see this Temple of Blood, which is a Nexian. So they have this idea of a cellular structure of their group. So some of these groups you see may be associated with the Order of Nine Angles, but you don't know it. But there's one in, in I think it's South Carolina, called the Temple of Blood, and they are affiliated with the ONA, but they have all of these ideas about infiltrating and all this other stuff. So... Uh, these Nexians are spread all around the world, which is what gave my book its title, is that the ONA now has kind of chapters in all of these other countries, Russia, France, Belgium, Germany, Sweden, the U.S. for sure, Canada. So it's pretty incredible. So by using the the, the title, the uh, Global Death Cult, do you see this as almost like a is a company? for want of a better word and these are different branches of the same company all these little cults all these little death cults it's the same ideology with different branding but really Absolutely. there might be something at the top that's actually because they it go eugenics is in there um from the top to the bottom obviously satanism in there 
post-apocalyptic world, um, transhumanism. They all seem to have this same ideology, but in different ways of writing it or forming it. Do you see that as a, they're kind of connected? Absolutely. I mean, and you, I don't know the totality of their connection. It's only due to the internet, but these guys are using PGP keys. They're using encryption to communicate with each other. So the totality of their connection, I don't really know, but I know that there are like groups in Yorkshire. There is a Nexian there who's in communication with people in the U.S. to this day. So they're sh- sharing information somehow. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think it's really uh, something that paths to be on people's radar is this new group that are very lethal and they have very long term goals. They know, at least as the founders outlook is, is they have a 300 year plan of infiltration and, and turning over these societies and putting their own membership in all, yeah, like some of these, like maybe Scientology tried the same thing back in the 80s or 90s to get all their people into positions of power. I think this group really does try to do that, but they're fairly small. I think they're only about a thousand to 2000 members is what people said, maybe bigger. But if you, if you're a member of the ONA and you're very serious as a rigid doctrinaire of their ideas, they're very. I think they're very dangerous. And they seem to all be connected in this world wide web, as you say. So you've got a thousand people in this group, but you might have a thousand. But if you've got a thousand, thousand groups, I mean, and that that's obviously going to total up. Um, you said there about the uh, like how they're connected. So kind of I'm trying well, to kind of build PGP, a picture. Yeah, yeah, they're communicating through the dark web. And this guy who just got arrested or charged, he got sentenced in the states to 42 months he was on the dark web uh sending out tech uh, all kinds of crazy stuff he's basically swatting people which is calling people and uh the police and saying so and so is doing a criminal act at 145 street and then sending the cops there so they they said it was one of the largest swatting operations that they had ever you know heard of so they're using this high technology to you know to extend their reach and their influence for sure and do they use that so what sort of information are we looking at do they use it for like black blackmail compromise is that the sort of thing you're looking at a jeffrey epstein type thing but technology based version is that sort of thing i don't see i mean I, I feel like they're trying to expand their ideas but i mean their their adherence to calling or killing people i think is a central part of their view but I think that, like I said, they have this idea of this of some type of quasi airsats or something similar to a national socialist worldview. They they view themselves as an evolutionary group that is going to be Homo Galacticus. So they're going to go out and and conquer the galaxy, but they have to get rid of all of these people who stand in their way, and they're the Homo Hubriati. So they have this idea or ideas within their view that. They have a, a future utopia, but they have to kind of get rid of people and problems to reach that utopia. And those problems are these mundanes, these people who don't believe like they do. And often they call the Christians Nazarenes or Magian society, which is probably synonymous or somewhat synonymous with Judeo-Christian society. So I think they have that, but they don't really have those huge numbers, at least not yet. But I think that through the Internet... And through kind of the social, the global social thing right now, this destabilization and breaking down of national borders, they have they have gained more and more adherence. You said something uh, that, um, just a minute ago that fascinates me. Is you said they've got a three hundred year plan, 
Now, to me, there's something every time I look into any of this stuff, the Illuminati, Sabbateans, um, it goes back to the 1700s. Every time, the late 1700s. Is it kind of coming to a time now? Is there something that's round about that time that happened? You've got Adam Weishaupt and um, what the Rothschilds meeting um, Jacob Frank at the time, and there was something at the Illuminati that kind of something in the late 1700s happened. Is this part of the plan, or is, what's the 300-year plan? Do you th- I mean, the 300-year plan is to create all these nation-states based upon their ide- ideology and having a new man, kind of like the Nazis, right? They were trying to make a new man a god-man. So I think they, they see themselves more as an occult new man. But uh, my view of them is almost like Ariosophy, something that led to the Nazis, this kind of uh, racial mysticism and that kind of view and there's all kinds of mystical ideas they believe in the dark gods Mm -hmm. so almost something similar to lovecrafts so they have 21 dark gods that's really their thing so it's kind of like a melding of these dark gods that come from sumeria and satanism so it's kind of like a mix and and those dark gods have all these different sigils that aren't in traditional satanism so their calendar and their sigils are unique to themselves at least in my opinion what i've read but I see them more as a post-Crowley, post-Hitler ideology. So they, the founder, might supposedly was in a Thelemic group and learned from Crowley and then kind of pushed forward from Crowley. And then you know this, this Hitler, obviously, World War II ended in 1945, but this founder, interestingly enough, knew Otto Riemer, who during the Valkyrie attempt on, on Hitler's life in '44 was essential in overthrowing the attempted coup and after the war became involved in fascist circles and he this guy Myatt really admires Reamer and has like signed copies of stuff so the esoteric Hitlerism and Nazism runs very strong in this group but uh, it's it's almost like they change the words but the meaning is still the same mm. so Jim Mars talked a lot about the Fourth Reich would this be part of of that would you say I think so yeah something like that a global fourth right i think that's what they would do and i think that their attitude towards other people is such that um they would be just as vicious as the nazis if they got in power and they're vicious i mean like i said on in the intro of this this these guys who are involved in the ona and adam waffen there's all kinds of deaths involved that we know of and there may be other things like i've only researched this group for half a year but who knows what's been going on for the last 30 years secretly i don't know and some people wouldn't even know that these deaths or some things that happen are associated with this group. So uh, it's only recently been on my radar, and I think it's only recently been on the radar, at least in the United States. They put out some uh, document. It was the Centers for Terrorism. It's the CTNC, a six-page document that identified. And this happened. It's weird because all these things popped up as I was researching this. But this happened last year in the States that identified the ONA as a very dangerous group. They called it a racially motivated RV, RMVE, I can't remember the acronym, but they, they, they had this thing that they finally, and that was really the first thing that popped up. And now some of the members of Congress here are like saying, hey, this is a very dangerous group. So, and it has been like some groups in your country have been prescribed. So I think National Front is prescribed if you're on that. And now they prescribed Sonnenkrieg division. So, and actually, and, and so did Australia. So it was the first time a far right group had been banned in Australia, and they said if you are a member of that group, ten-year sentence, you know, right off the bat. So, 
the governments of the world are kind of, I think, finally, I think wisely responding to this threat, these ideas. Do these people believe themselves to be a, a different type of person, genetically yes. a different species to the, the, yes. the usual man? Yeah, I think that their their idea is to become a kind of different species. And they view themselves, their sinister term is, is always used often in ONA. So they have a sinister tradition, and they call themselves a sinister tribe. Now, it depends on who, in my opinion, if they're really adhering to these doctrines. But if they are, they become a kind of a, a self-contained unit or a cell wherever these countries are, these Nexians. So that's the whole idea of the global element. So... They actually say that at a certain point, somebody in a group can branch off their, from that group and start a new group. Okay. So it's, it's almost like a multi-level marketing scheme or, a, like you said, viral. So it does have that element within it. So at a certain point, if you reach a high enough tier, you branch off and then you become the head of your own next, what they call a Nexian, which is supposedly a place between what they would call the causal or a causal world. Yeah. And maybe a Christian would call it the material and spiritual world. So they're trying to bring these dark energies from the a causal world into this causal world of whatever they can. So it's almost like they're trying to presence all the evil stuff that they could and through a variety of different means, ideology, destabilization. And it may be just the, the, the intent of the founder to, I mean, you're kind of in the Hall of Mirrors area with this group because there may be there's some high intelligence going on at the founding of the group, but he may be just sending and then manipulating these people to be in his group to destabilize to for whatever reason he wants to do for whatever political reasons because these are a lot of the far right is particularly in the UK were very frustrated with never really achieving political power. I think the National Front maybe had 10% of the population vote at one point, but they fizzled out. So I think that this this group was a way to influence societies and and nations in another way without going to the vote or something like that. So, hey, we're still going to keep our ideology, but we're going to have little cells that do things. And they, they believe they're above the law. So they kind of are, are doing things that are illegal. And you can... Like I said, I don't know the total. All I have in my book is the evidence in the book, but I don't know what other crimes these guys have been involved in. I don't know. So what we've noticed here and what we're noticing quite clearly is that the far right and the far left have almost done a flip. So the far left woke of the world now are tyrannical and making everybody wear masks and doing all these insane stuff, which is clearly a cult-like. Do you think that's just a rebranding and a flip of it, almost a satanic flip? Because yeah, to now I mean, it almost seems like the far right are in, but they've labelled themselves the far left. That makes sense? Well, uh, yeah, it's paradoxical because I think they're both the same. In yeah. a lot of ways, if you look at Antifa here, they want acceleration. They want to break down the system so they can bring in their own system. So you see that infiltration, ideology. And I think that these guys in the far right are in the same thing, but they want their version. Mm. They want their idea of a utopia, but their their ideas of the utopia of the far left and right are pretty similar because they involve everybody getting killed, shoved into gulags and them being in power. So there's a lot more similarities than uh, than people might think at, at first glance, for sure. So that's a very interesting uh, insight. Yeah, I think that they seem to infiltrate it either way. A, a big jump for a question I just want to ask you that is a massive jump, but 
I'm always keeping when you're talking about these um these these twenty one dark gods, I always straight away I go back to CERN in Switzerland. It seems to be they're doing something there, very occult like. They have the Shiva thing in in the underground. Is that do you believe? Or could that be part of this? They're trying to break the veil, even if it's just insane and, and just odd. It doesn't really matter whether we believe it if they believe it. Because to right. me, that's almost that's occult like. They're trying to welcome something in to our world. Yeah. Well, that's very fascinating insight because the order of nine angles itself, the nine angles are the seven planets and then portals between man and gods. So you, you go through this planetary thing and then you're supposed to bring in this dark god energy. That's very Lovecraftian. They distinct in there. They have actually a manuscript saying we're distinguishing our dark gods from Lovecraft, so they talk about how they're different, but they really want to present this. They want to, they believe in a day when those dark gods have returned to the earth and their actions are intended to bring that energy into the world. So it's it's almost like something from like Ghostbusters or something yeah. where they have these dark gods. That's really their idea. And so they have all these names for, there's 21 here, Aosoth. As a nag, and so that's really the weird thing is that these are things that they're referencing, but they're yeah. So they do rituals and do horrible stuff to presence these dark gods. Yeah, that's their idea. So there's blood rituals, really nasty stuff. And do you see a lot of this symbology of of um, the ONA? Does it pop up in films? Is there anything you started to recognize? Music, films? It's something that doesn't really reach its head at the there moment. There are but... some smaller kind of musicians who were there there's a, uh, connections between one of the head guys in the ona his name was richard molt mm -hmm. but he goes by christos beast he is friends with kind of other underground musicians who are in bands like current 93 you might have heard of uh, i think that guy's name is david tibet okay. so he's there there is definitely some connection between that kind of occult underground in the uk and this group but i wouldn't say that they've achieved achieved really any that you would know of, you wouldn't know. They they would try to hide their affiliation with the ONA, but they wouldn't. I don't think there's anything really public. But they have this kind of doc idea, and it and it's in it's seated within some of their documents. So they have actually a kind of a practical document, but they have something different that most people may not and me for sure didn't understand. It's called like a learning fiction. So it's almost like a fable. So it's clearly fictional, but they're retelling stories to you. Uh, through this fictional thing okay. and one of these these fictions is what they're trying to impart to people who are in the ona is keep the lowest profile possible don't let anybody know you're in there no symbols no chains look as normal and they call it shrenching and the the guy who kind of formulated the group uses a lot of old english terms okay. so you'll see these kind of weird terms in there but he's using like the the dofl quartet dofl is from the old english for devil so at first glance you wouldn't know what it meant but once you mm -hmm. translate it there's four kind of learning fictions of that but uh, these learning fictions kind of indicate to their listener that they're trying to acclimate themselves into society without anybody knowing it so that's part of the infiltration element that's really fascinating because on the other hand you have all these illuminati symbology and it's so blatant and obviously in your face in films could that, in a way, be a complete distraction? So the more you pile on top of it, the more you can even hide behind underneath it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so. I think that there might be 
there's all kinds of this. Whoever put this corpus together of the ONA is very intelligent. Somebody in maybe even in an intelligence asset. But and that's a real question. Like, why hasn't David Myatt ever gone to jail? So he's been I mean, you're these are incitements to kill people. Mm. So that's very serious statement. So there's a real deep. But, yeah, they would definitely you would probably not know overtly that this group would be affiliated like if you met somebody up there in the ona and some people have done the research there's a bunch of other researchers into this they've identified ona members you would never know at first glance who these people are so it's a very sinister kind of troubling element if somebody really wants to adhere to this ideology and i think that because it's new it's kind of a unique group i mean they've clearly drawn from the occult Western occult tradition, but it really was formulated in the 70s and 80s. So, it's, you know, it's fairly, it's only 40 years old, really, 40 or 50 years old. And you can see its development. You can see how it grew out of these manuscripts. And I try to indicate that in my book. Grew out of these manuscripts. The manuscripts became books. Books became books in a set. And then it spread out. Like, there's a, there's like the big old book of ONA literature out there, which you can download. It's 10,000 pages of literature. Like that's so somebody's put their time and effort into this. It's not a fly by night one book and all those ideas and, and kind of I've read through some of these other groups like here in the States, the Temple of Blood. There's a temple of them in Australia, which is affiliated with the group. They have their own corpus of manuals. So and you can see that ideology, ideological, intellectual history from the original teachings of the ONA have permeated into these groups in other countries. So the Temple of them. They talk about the same things, insight roles, sinister tradition, you know, and you see that in the Temple of Blood in, I think, South Carolina, where they are talking about the same kind of ideas. And they and they, they have their own kind of uh, fictional learning tradition. So these guys, other people are writing these fictional, so-called fictional things. But you can tell that they're trying to teach people about the ONA and, and its ideology and sinister tradition, what they would call the sinister tradition. That's like my next question. I want to. Um, did you come across of how they might recruit someone or identify someone who was worthy of recruiting, or you know, a general suspect of? Oh, I'll keep an eye on them for the next few years. Yes. And... So they get brought in. People get brought in. So they they test. So they have a testing uh, process. They call themselves Liberinth. They have a doctrine called Liberinthos Mythologica. So they have their own ideas, but they will try to trick people. And, and do things and in them the septenary system is a way of advancement so somebody's guiding people through these levels of advancement and that's probably how they're brought into these groups and there's actually some writing that if you pass a test they'll kill you like they if, uh, if they in their writing if they're somebody's adhering to it if you betray the group they will put you down so there is kind of there is an element in there and there's this element of testing if are these people one of us are they really part of the sinister tradition? And there really is a historical sinister tradition in the world. There are people, on the, they call it the left-hand path, which comes from uh, India. So people who are, you know, you subterfuge or evil, They this is something they would be attracted, these ideologies would be something they'd be attracted to. But it would make you kind of like a death knight. If you really adhered to all of the doctrines in the ONA, it's like uh, Darth Vader or something like it. You're using energy you're using blood they have this idea of a tetrahedron crystal to to increase spiritual power um but yeah there is 
and they kind of, I think they do see themselves as a kind of elite, like they are looking for intelligent people. And this is, like I said, this is something that is high intelligence is involved in putting this together. They have something called the star game, which operates like a game, but also operates as an encryption function. So you can actually move things around on this board with seven planes. That's really unique to this, but I don't know how many people within this group actually use it. But I the IQ level is, is high with this kind of, I mean, if you look at really the known occult, high, high intelligent people who are known in the occult, they're all highly intelligent. Crowley, Eliphas Levy, I would say Michael Aquino is very smart. I would probably put the founder of Morals and Dogma, Pike, as intelligent. So you see that same kind of willful intelligence, I think, behind this group. They have a, a an intellect, but it, it's an intellect that for the only function as a a manipulation. They're clever, but they're trying to one-up, manipulate, but they're not emotionally... Their emotional quota is very low. Uh, do they look for people who are psychopaths or have the psychopathic traits? I think to, to a certain extent, and I think that naive people, the young people, like at least the people looking at Adam Waffen, there's almost nobody who's over 25 or 30. So their people may not they have a historical basis or a real rooting in kind of the past. So this idea seemed novel to them. But uh, it is, yeah, so I, I would say that it's a, trying to attract people with the satanic kind of sensibility. But, uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of, I, I don't see a lot of compassion towards other people. Now, at the very end, these guys, a lot of the leaders have, have stated, I disavow myself from all the ONA stuff. However, this work is still out there. It's still being permeated through the system. People in the in the United States are reading this sinister tradition. So whether these people, I, it's hard for me personally to take them at face value that they're being honest if they disavow this because mm. they haven't exposed all the kind of gnarly stuff that they've done. And even David Myatt wrote like a properly satanic life that it can't be recorded because the works are so foul. And this is not verbatim, but the works are so foul that the real satanic autobiography doesn't exist because these people are doing evil deeds without getting caught. Does that make sense? So you're oh, not yeah, supposed yeah. to get caught. And you're um, seeing hundreds of thousands of children go missing all over the world. Do you think that what's came out with this Jeffrey Epstein and all this stuff, um, the child trafficking there, I mean, that was a tiny bit what we saw. It was almost like a glimpse they didn't want us to see and it distracted us with COVID and all of that stuff. It was a distraction last year. For me, I'm not saying it wasn't real, but I said there was clearly a look over here. But there was well, an element at the moment there not, where we yeah. kind of saw some Satanism very, very out in the open with the royal, British royal family connection there. And we had it with Savile, clearly, but everybody ignored that. But you couldn't ignore this one because it was another one. Did you, did you see that kind of a point where they just went, oh, shit, that started to bubble up? And maybe not this group, but another satanic group, but they all seem to be connected in some way anyway. But child abuse well, is at the core of it. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say how connected these guys are. I mean, interesting to me that David Mould, who's one of the founders who made his own tarot card, ONA tarot card cards, um, was friends with David Tibet, who's friends with Genesis P. Orge and Peter Christofferson, all of these underground occultists, which is the Temple of Psychic Youth. So these guys are connected. How much deeper the connection is, how many of these people are also in the ONA who are also OTO members or Process Church members. 
I mean, it's 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 hard to say. You'd have to be on the inside, I think, to see that. But you see that similarity between these groups is very sinister, very evil kind of outlook. That's the same. And I think a very interesting part of my book is the satanic letters of Stephen Brown, which is a series of letters between David Myatt or under his name, Anton Long or Stephen Brown, to the Temple of Set. And there's actually a signed response to ONA from Michael Aquino. So they're comparing notes about what they think proper Satanism is. So you're kind of learning, but you also see that connection between the two. And the names mentioned in that book is uh, the guy who started, was a big, uh, big name in um, Chaos Magic, and his name was Peter Carroll. You heard so they know of Peter Carroll, who I think was like uh, Lieber Knot or List Lieber Psychonaut, I think was one of his books. So they know kind of these other people in the occult group, in the occult underground. And I think that that's pretty fascinating. So I think that, yeah, his name was uh, Peter J. Carroll, Lieber Nolan Psychonaut, an introduction to Chaos Magic. So they're aware of all this stuff. And you can tell there's a very high element of psychology in this. Like they understand Jungian psychology. And I think they're integrating it into this group, but also to manipulate new people or new adepts within their group as well and set them and kind of position them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how connected they are. It's a, there's a lot of stuff underground. I just find it very strange that the founder of this group has never been put in jail for for, for writing this. So is he protected? Is somebody looking over him? Is he an intel asset? Is he is there? Um, are they? getting people to come in this almost like as a, as a function to try to find nut jobs, like, like uh, David Copeland, you know, I don't know. Mm. Right. David Copeland gave everything up and bombed and hurt so many people. People got their legs blown off. Two people died for nothing. It was just nothing. And that, that's why I think this group is really dangerous is because they're very aggressive, but what they want to achieve is just, I mean, a nightmare for people. I don't think it's good. Which is what they want to achieve. I mean, the person who's doing it, who gets initiated, must understand that they're probably not going to be alive to see the achievement happen. So does it get sold to them as you can be part of something evanescent, you can live forever through your work type of thing? Because they almost seem to want to be mini-gods. And you mentioned earlier, like this, oh, and I was in the self-development world for a while, and I saw the whole pyramid scheme, and that was a cult in itself. The way sure. they were set up was like, you could be your own god your own entrepreneur of your own business and have all these underlings and it was sold clearly to their their to them and their ego as you can be a mini god that seems to be the way they need to find people that need that ability that want to be their own god does that does that make sense kind of thing? i think so yeah. yeah i think that it's within this group for sure i mean i think there's that's the new people you're the old guy then you like i said then you can split off and start your own group and move up I mean, I think that there's that element in there of advancement, but uh, I think that that's intentional. I think it's intentionally within this group, which may set them apart from other groups. Although in any group situation, people are trying to get higher up the, the levels, right? So I think this group has that as well. But they, I mean, in some of the deeper elements, they believe that you can save yourself they, I mean, they have some pretty weird doctrines that it's hard to believe are true. But these crystals that they carry, you'll see them in their in their in their icons. This tetrahedron is supposed to be an energy carrier, so okay. you can take people's spirits and stick it in, stick yeah. it into this tetrahedron. That's what they believe. So, and this 
crystal is supposed to accentuate spiritual power. So you'll see pictures of these guys with crystals around. So it's pretty weird. But yeah, I mean, then we, I mean, I don't really, yeah, we can talk offline, but they have an idea. They have a, they have a solution to death. You know, they're, they have an internal, what they believe is a solution to death, which I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they can do that, but yeah, I mean, I, I get yeah, that. No, no, that makes so sense to me because how many times, I mean, the whole, I mentioned this quite a lot in the podcast I do, but I know the, the initial thing for Hollywood was Hollywood and it was a, it was Diana's Lake and they used to get um, very rich, what do you call them, kind of a, aristocrats to sail in and they used to promise them that they would live forever which would be the analogy of becoming a star and that's hollywood you become a star but they would rape and pillage them and kill them and um, when they got into it because it was a locked lake i die as mirror but this whole element of living forever i remember michael jackson when he was a being interviewed once and they said oh you peter pan he said yeah i'm peter pan i'll live i'll live forever and i remember it was just in his shifty eyes it was almost like like, I, I actually think Michael Jackson was innocent of a lot of the things that they said he was doing, but I do genuinely think he was born into a cult. Um, but oh, there yeah, was all of this of element. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of occultism surrounding Michael Jackson, believe Absolutely. Well, he was, his mum was uh, heavily involved in the um, Jehovah's Witnesses, the Watchtower. Um, right. And uh, so that, there was a lot going on with that family. But Yeah, um, he had 777 on one of his jackets, and at the end of some of his videos, there were obelisks. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, Masonic kind of a Crowley. The 777 is one of Crowley's books anyway. Oh, okay. Well, then we had the Beatles, didn't we? Um, the Beatles were Crowley on the cover. Michael Jackson bought the Beatles music as well. This Satanism, whatever, it, it permeates everything. So what do the question I want to ask you before before we, we wrap up, and we've got a little while yet anyway, but what does the seven, sorry, the nine angles, what are the nine angles? Well, in, according to their tradition, I mean, and I have this in the book, they base their whole nine angles on, and you'll see that on the cover of the book is this kind of nine angles. But they say the exemplar are as one is the moon, two is Jupiter, Jupiter, three is Mars, four is man's gate. So that's kind of a gate from man. Fifth is the sun. Then six is a stargate. Seven Venus. Eight is Mercury. And then the dark gate. So that's like a spiritual portal from the dark gods. And nine is Saturn. So you can see that. In their stuff, they're they're referencing it kind of like uh, astrological planetary reference. But like I told you earlier, there are two of those portals are from man, and then another one comes from the dark god. So they're trying to bring those energies into the world. So what do they mean by the portal from man? Is that something that the through you, or you go through it? Is it something that you became that you become the portal? What what is the thinking behind that? That's a very well, that's a great question because yeah, I think in there I think from my understanding of their doctrines, you presence the dark gods into you. So you presence you become a dark god. Which would make total sense for the satanic rituals. And then that make that then straight away you bring to mind people like Lady Gaga and all these guys that seem to have different personalities every two or three days. Children that we know have been MK Ultra, Project Monarch abused and shattered in the mind compartmentalised into different different parts of different personalities. It all just seems to fit into the same thing of being possessed. Yeah, pres they call it I think O one A would call it presencing. Okay. But Johnny Depp, too, like he was all heavily involved in the occult, or still is, I think, in my opinion. And he's, I've heard people say that this guy, like, brings in entities to help him act. So, 
you know, that's what he's thinking when he's acting is maybe he's got these people with entities whispering in his ear. But uh, yeah, the ONA gets very dark. It gets very ugly. And you can go, I mean, you can look at some of the, the quotes in my book and see some of these websites that are around. Very dangerous stuff. Like these guys are hanging out in the forest, doing rituals, uh, wearing black in the forest. It's very dark. It's it's, and it, I think it's current. That's what's the thing. This isn't mm-hmm. something from 1920. This is things that are happening today, 2020, 2021. And you can see these crimes. These ones, these people who haven't been even tried yet, and some are being tried. But it's uh, it's incredible how this this one little stack of manuscripts grew into books, and now from the 70s and 80s is now spread and being permeated through the world. That's the title of the book, Global Death Cult. So what is it about this sort of stuff that fascinates? I mean, I think it fascinates everybody, but you've dedicated a lot of your work, or most of your work is dedicated to this type of thing, and it goes in from one to the next. Is that kind of like something that you're trying to find out yourself? Or is it just like, I can't believe that this stuff is happening and I need to share it? <laughs> All mad. of it. Yeah. All of that, yeah, I think so. I mean, it thinks because I wasn't, I wasn't, there was this idea of the satanic panic that said that it didn't exist. So I, I operated under that presumption. And then 9-11 happened, and there's all kinds of occult things in 9-11. My first book, Prophet of Evil, about Crowley and his numerology in 9-11. So then I was like, okay, what other events may have had some kind of occultism or masonry or things like that? And you go back to JFK, moon landing. And so then you realize when you really kind of take the blinders off, I believe when people say satanic panic to other people, they're dissuading them from really looking into it because there actually are satanic groups. I mean, this is a perfect example. Um, but uh, so then it just kind of became like a opening my eyes to how much of our culture and history has been influenced by the occult, which I didn't know. And you go through, like for me, I was fairly well educated. I went through all those like dog jumping through a hoop, like what the people told me in society, this is what you're going to learn. And I got to the end of that. I was like, what about all this other stuff? What's behind the eye? I don't come from a family who was Masonic or anything like that. So for me, I think that that's was really, it comes from a state of ignorance is why I'm writing these books. And also I kind of feel like I, if I learned this, hopefully somebody else will learn it and not have their kid murdered. Yeah. You know, these people, the parents were murdered by this nut job who had these crazy, terrible ideas from the ONA, evil ideas, these guys think they're going to be superpowers or something. And if anybody gets in their way, their mom's, their girlfriend's parents, pow, pow. And this other kid was like a 20-year-old kid from University of Pennsylvania. He had his whole life ahead of him. And somebody from Adam Waffen stabbed him 20 times in a park. I mean, that's no way to go. So this is a warning to kid people with kids, parents with boys. Mm. Like if you look at my book, these are people without direction, Young kids who are naive, they think that they can be a god or whatever. You'll be happy if your kid's in chess club, drama, swimming, anything other than being stuck online and being having this clap, this non evil stuff in their mind. And then, and that's what happened is a lot of these guys, almost the same stories. I lost my kid to the internet when he's 14. And they got on, they went to 4chan, and then they met somebody and they saw some Nazi regalia and... Next thing you know, like these two kids, Himmelman and Onishuk, young kids, they, I mean, they had a chance to turn away from that maybe two or three years later. They may have fallen in love, had a kid, 
But that whole future was gone for them because somebody shot him in the head, an AK-47. So there's a lot of death around associated around these ideas. And I, I would say that it was very important if you're a parent, anybody, this is these people are dangerous. And if you get a young kid with a gun who has these ideas, you could end up in a very lethal situation. And because my book shows it, I actually include in my book these things. That, that's do they is it times when i've kind of especially when i did the uh the whole self-development thing for a few years i, I wasn't i was a filmmaker making a lot of video content for self-development guru type things and i saw a lot of insanity but i also saw a lot of people going into schools giving talks and it really felt to me like they were looking for vulnerable people like psychologists people going there pretending to to motivational speaking and i always felt like you're mental, so you shouldn't be on stage talking anything to anyone. But there felt like a lot of scouting for vulnerable people. Yeah. Did you, what are your kind of view well, on I, that? Well, I think that that's a very uh, salient theme in my book, is these young kids who get seduced by Nazism or National Socialism. They don't have other things going on in their life. There's a lot of on-the-spectrum type things, kids who are not totally yeah. incapacitated but maybe have ADHD or a little Asperger's um, and get involved in these really bad ideas. So I do think that they're being scouted for. I do think people who are – I mean, even the Satanists and the National Socialists are probably very similar. They're scouting for people they can mold and meld. And I think that that's, there's a whole chapter in my book about this guy who's an old school Nazi. His name is James Mason, and he had all these young kids, and now one of them's in two of them are in jail. There's pictures of him with two people in my book, Woodward and Denton, who ended up in jail, and they're with this guy who's uh, kind of a committed Nazi. There's a very, I mean, as myself as a Christian, there's a really strong anti-Christian element in the mm -hmm. ONA and in National Socialism. So you can see this kind of carnality and... Uh, Darwinian ugliness, I think, in these groups. And, and you just don't want your family or your kids to ever have any. This is very, I mean, it's a warning. Like, this book is a warning. Like, do not watch out for these people. These are very dangerous people with very dangerous ideas. And really, a lot of the stuff happens at night. There's stories of these guys going to towns, getting in trouble, if not worse, trying not to get caught, uh, avoiding, you know, CCTV. Like, they're thinking about it. Yeah. Like, they're thinking, like, I'm not going to get caught on CCTV. So it's very, it's very intense. You talked about the last question. You talk about yourself as a Christian. It seems to me that as an overwhelming, as someone who's not a Christian but but has a certain beliefs anyway, that there's an attack on the on on Christianity oh. at the moment. But also yeah. there's an infiltration. You've obviously got Christian Zionism. You saw a lot of the um, madness of Trump and that sort of Christian. Which to me was the right was almost a Nazism whacked on Christianity. There, there was definitely this Christian Zionism going on there. There was an infiltration, but there's an attack on Christianity to, for me. Well, regardless of what you believe, I, I believe that clearly there is an attack on 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 true Christianity. I agree with that. I mean, you could actually say the QAnon movement is an attack on Christianity because yeah. it's morphing it into some kind of uh, weird kind of cult. Yeah. So I think that Christianity is. All, I mean, from day one. After Christ died, there were all kinds of doctrines and, and things happening where they were having to, the leaders were really trying to keep people on the straight and narrow and not with not a lot of success in some situations. So I think that's still happening today. But I think from a spiritual, I think it's really, we're in an intense spiritual war yeah. in the world right now. Like it's white hot, at least in the States. 
um, there, there's real communism, and then there's this underground Nazism, occultism. From so it's from both sides. They're overlap, just like you you know you talk we talked about earlier. So I do think it's we're in a really hot spiritual war, and people have to make that decision about themselves, their families, and their lives. And they need to watch out for ugly groups like this, the ONA, and stay away from them, and the Satanism. But you know, for me, uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus Christ is the Messiah. So I don't have, I don't, and I'm really a Bible believing Christian. I'm not a churchianity Christian, but I've actually spent time reading the original documents, which give a wholly unique view than somebody else telling you what's in there. So I highly recommend people take time, get a good version of the Bible and read that. But uh, I do think you're in a spiritual war, and I think everybody has to make a decision about what they're going to do in the future, because you may be put to the test. We may be, all be put to the test. Here in the United States, I mean, we may have a cold civil war right now. Mm. This may be a cold civil war. So uh, you got to really watch out for these groups taking advantage and wanting to accelerate the the downfall, either from the right or left. Yeah, I think you, you've hit down the head. It is a spiritual war. Not, and, and when we say that, I say that in my mind, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I don't mean a religious war, I mean a spiritual war in the individual. Then that comes yeah. down to, I'm not going to wear a mask because it goes against my principles. I'm not going to take a experimental vaccine because I don't believe I should be forced to. It's a moral, actually, a moral yes. war. Yeah. And yes. I suppose more than the same, spiritual moral war in me that goes, no, it's wrong. It's just wrong. I don't care what you say. I know it's wrong in my heart. I don't need to intellectualize this. I know in my heart you doing that is a wrong thing to do because I'm a human being and I I mean I'm I know that at my core. That's the thing we're trying to hold on to. Just before we go is that kind of something that rings true with with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cuz I think you got to really watch out for politicians and political parties telling you what the truth is. So you got to kind of make it up for yourself and I think it's an individual struggle. I think it affects everybody around you, but it really is an individual struggle about which way you're going to go. And uh, so I would highly recommend people watch out for the ONA and do not go that route. It's the route of damnation and, and just a legacy of ashes, really, just because they don't achieve anything but uh, a bunch of death, just like World War II. Nobody won. Humanity lost in World War II. So if people want to go back and uh, idealize that think that they're out of their minds it was a disaster for everybody even the germans uh ended up in a terrible shape they were propagandized lied to so um yeah you want to really watch out so and that's really a strong kind of current within this group is this uh, hitler as avatar as uh, somebody who is really kind of the ideal engine of change and, and i think that they're crazy i think they're out of their minds if they think that because million one-eighth of the russian population died the, the Nazis were going to get rid of the entire Polish population in five or ten years. Six million Jews, two million Germans died in war, and then there's mass rapes. How many people died in England, France, yeah. U.S.? I had family members. My mom's family members came back in body bags from the Nazis. So if people want to go back through that again, you got to really get get straight. You're out of your mind. Yeah, and I think we're seeing it on our doorsteps, and I think you'd have to be yeah. complete completely ignorant not to see the signs here of of covert nazism everywhere i think yeah. jim mars was right it's the fourth Reich, but it doesn't really matter what you put on it as you say hitler was an avatar they could have put any person into that character plugged anyone who was psychotic into that character and molded that character hitler was a character he was a, he was a character act not him as a person but he probably he wasn't that person as a child 
It was right. they molded that person, and they can mold another one. They have, I think, they molded a Bill Gates into another one. They'll mold anyone into that. It's a really God. good point. Yeah, it's a really good point because after the war, he was just a hapless ex ex veteran. He met all these people, and they're all putting stuff in his mind. And he said, "Okay, I'm going along with this." And then they, we need a leader. That's you. And so then it just ended up in disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people need to watch them out and look at themselves and go, have, have I got the potential for that to happen to me? Because what are my needs? And are they going to try and fulfill? And that's why they look for psychotic people and even autistic people. And I think that's a very, very good point. We know that autistic scales going through the roof and autistic people incredibly depend on obviously on the scale. But if they're incredibly a function to such a high level, and as you say, the intelligence is there, but the emotional capability isn't there, then that's a massive vulnerability if you've got no one looking after you, especially if you're high functioning autistic, then you are very, very, very susceptible to not understanding when that person's manipulating you and taking them. And that's what we right. do this for, don't we? That's why we right. do these podcasts, we write these books, so people don't get taken advantage of. Yes, and that was a new word that I learned was a spurg an online term that I learned, which is short for Asperger. So, right. yeah, so yeah. the Spurgs, I mean, and that's that's a real theme in this Adam Waffen here in the States. So there's a lot of warning signs and a lot of red flags with the ONA and your kids. And if you're a parent, you don't want to, as, a, as an adult, you do not want your kids, especially boys, to just be, have wholesale run of the Internet. You know, you want to make sure that they're getting outside and not getting into these very dark areas of the dark of the web. So... Yeah. Incredible, but so well, thank you for your time. It's been absolutely fascinating. I'm sure we we'll do this again soon. So where can people yeah. find your book and contact uh, you, connect with you? It should be globally. It should be available in the UK and the US at Amazon, or you can buy it at my website, which is WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. But there's a Kindle and a hardbound book cover. I actually get my first shipment of the hardbound books tomorrow from the publisher, so I'll be shipping those out. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll put all the links below, guys. So. Check that out and also just understand that these the, we all do this work so people don't get taken advantage of and, and um, um, they're vulnerable. And that's the whole point in all this information. So share this with people. Share these understandings of what's going on in the real world. And I'll put all the links below to William's book. William, thank you for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. And um, right, anything I can do to help you, you know, just give me a call. Appreciate it. It's great to talk with you again. But I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just my uh, 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 Come on Yeah, yeah